Hi, my turtle doves. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? How are you? So I was supposed to do this podcast, I would say about three days ago, four days ago, last Wednesday. And something kept coming up. I left the paper with my notes at home. Um, The next day when I sat down to record, there were some children playing outside, which normally um, there's children in the building. You never know that they're here. Um, But it just seems like that day um, they were out there riding their bikes and playing in their cars. And I was like, you know, Holy Spirit, what is this, Father? So um, I didn't do it that day. And then the next day came something and something kept happening and I didn't get to do the podcast. And then fast forward to today, um, Sunday, December, Sunday, December 11th, um, I woke up around like 3.30 this morning. Um, I had a dream last night. I, I can't remember exactly what the dream was about. Well, yes, I can. I remember what the dream was about, but um, we bind that in the name of Jesus. But I guess the Holy Spirit this morning was like, hey, get up. It's time. So I get up and I lay here for a little bit. And then I get overcome with emotion of not wanting to go to church and not wanting to fulfill the promises that um, I made for today. Not because of anything. I just feel like I lay here and cried a little bit. And then the Holy Spirit started to minister to me again about what um, what has been going on in my mind. Because we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood unless it's with um, someone else. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the mind. All of our weapons um, of warfare are not carnal. So when the enemy attacks, he attacks in the mind first. And then once he gets the mind, the body follows and, you know, so on and so forth. So I was there was some mental battles that I was experiencing this past week. And I'm sitting there and I'm minding my own business. And the enemy comes in and he says, um... You know, Jesus don't know what you went, what you're going through, right? And I was like, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> what you mean, um, Jesus don't know what I was going through? And this, this is um, not, and I want people to understand that when you have a conversation with God or the Holy Spirit or Jesus Christ, and you get a inkling of a response in your spirit, sometimes it's with scripture, and then sometimes it's just great revelation. Um, so the, the enemy talks to you just like, God does, but we're, we're taught to cancel the enemy's voice out. So, um, you know, Jesus don't know what you, what you're going through. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He, he says, um, you know, Jesus grew up, um, he was conceived miraculously unto two parents that were married and the father, in spite of the way that he was conceived, he tried to hide her and protect her so that Jesus can be born without any complications. And then once he was born, he had two parents that believed in God, two parents that believed in him, two parents that built him on a great foundation of morale and trust and hope and protection. Um, And then when he grew up, he went to the cross and he died, you know, and the enemy said it to me just like that. He went to the cross and he died as if Calvary was nothing. So 
I sat there for a minute and that seed got planted and I said, you know, you're right. And and um and this is you know like I said my podcasts are one hundred percent transparent, and I say you know what you're you're right, you're right. Um, Jesus doesn't know what it's like to be born into a household of parents that are drug addicted, or born into a house where you're molested and raped, or born into a house of a parent who has been through so much traumatically um, that they're emotionally unavailable. He doesn't know what it's like to be born into a household where there's no support and then to grow up and all of your decisions be based on that pain because every human around you um, just don't get it right. They don't have it right. They're figuring it out. So everybody that is around you is emotionally unavailable. They're unable to assist you because they have not been assisted and a person can't teach you what they do not know. So in my mind, I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) In my mind, um, I started to go on a, a, it was like so instantaneously how he dropped that thought and I took it and I ran with it. I'm talking, I sat there and I thought about some of the choices that I made because of the things that happened to me as a child and about how, you know, God, you, you know, I made these mistakes but if I if I had not gone through what I went through I wouldn't have made these mistakes God would I have been a better person if someone said that I believe in you I support you come here baby let me love you the way that you need to be loved let me hear you because you need to be heard um I know that it hurts right now but let me gently restore you unto who you are made to be let me assist you in your walk let me help you process through the process God Who would I have been if I had not made the decisions based on the trauma that um, I had been through? And now I'm going through this. And and like I said, nobody's perfect. And I'm going through this mental battle and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, my God, you know, I'm I'm (laughs) I'm I'm taken aback by this um, some so to speak revelation. The enemy doesn't give you revelation. I want you to remember that. So on my, on my, um, let me see if I can pull the scripture up real quick on my, um, desk. I have, um, and if, if you would allow me to take my time, let's see. I always try to do the podcast and flow, um, as if. It's a requirement. <laughs> so, um, it's giving me the new international version. I want King James. Um, King James gets to the root of it. You just have to have to understand what you understand. So, King James, no, not King, King James version, yes. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3. Through five, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to obedience. So I looked over and I read that. 
And I sat there for a minute and the Holy Spirit was like, nah, 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 nah. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> because of the, you, 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 I need you to understand that in that moment, the downward spiral that I went through, God, you don't know what it's like. And this is me talking to the man that I love. I love him and he loves me. Um, when I'm not having a good day, when nobody's around, when I'm sick in the hospital and I'm laying in my bed and I'm having certain things that are going on with me, he's the one that comforts me. He's the one that tells me when I'm tripping. He's the one that gently restores me and allows me to take personal accountability. He's the one that says that I loved you before you even loved me. You didn't know who I was and I was in love with you. I was so recklessly in love with you that I died for the thing that I hate without hating you for committing it. Hey, my God. So the Holy Spirit was like, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me jump in here or, or whoever it was. It could have been the Holy Spirit. It could have been my guardian angel. It could have been Jesus Christ himself, but, um, it went a little something like this. He said that that's what qualified him. The fact that he was perfect. The fact that he didn't have to, but he did. The fact that he saw the end at the beginning. The fact that he understood that us as humans and angels, even before we were wrapped in this flesh, he said, I'm going to give you a choice. We can go back to the beginning of ages where it all started when um, Satan was able to convince a multitude of angels to follow him. We can go back to that, but that's not what this story is about. This story is about how God said, I saw it before it happened. So what I did was, as Jesus said, he said, I, I asked my father, God, let me go. Um, I'll do it. Let me be um, the redemption. The, let me be the blood sacrifice, the lamb that will redeem humankind. Forgive them for they know not what they do. So he came down and he was born into this family. Um, he modeled what life should be like. Let that sink in. He modeled what life should be like. Life should be um, two people that are equally yoked, coming together, not perfect. Now you hear the rooster outside, mind you. Even minding his own business, not a rooster outside. So just let's let's try to work past that if he crows again. So he said, I came to earth, two people, male and female, that are equally yoked. They get together and they get married in holy matrimony. They give birth to a child. And in that child, they instill seeds and they instill courage and they instill all of the morals um, that allows this child to grow up healthily into a young man or woman. And it allows them to go out into the world to bless people based on how they were blessed in their home. This is how it should go. You should be supported. This is how it should go. You should be loved. This is how it should go. You should walk in my foot footsteps. Jesus Christ said that we will do greater things than he, that he has to go and prepare a place for us, but he has faith in us that we will do greater things than he did while on this earth. So he left us with power. He left us with a comforter and he left us with his word. That's what he, that's what he left us with. 
And I might be going a little bit too far-fetched. And he said, this is how it should be. And then he said, now, for all that other stuff, this is where it got good. He said, for all that other stuff, for the fact that I know that you're going to make a mistake, for the fact that I know that your mom has been through some things since the day and age. He talks about how the heart of man is deceitful and they plot evil on their heart. At all times, not saying that everybody's, you know, not, not, not saying that you're evil, but just basically saying that I know you make mistakes and I know that you think of some things that are just far fetched that are not of God. And he said that men sit and ponder these things. He says, so I, I know that. So I know that there's going to be struggle. I know that there's going to be molestation and rape and abuse. And humans are going to think about how to create just turmoil and chaos he said that I know that um, there's going to be a child that's going to be molested. He said, I know that um, there's going to be a mother that was raped and gave birth to the child out of faith, but she just can't wrap her head around why this happened. And she's looking at this child who's a, a product of her her hurt, her pain. He says that I know that there's going to be a family that's going to be drug induced and there's going to be people that are emotionally unavailable for their children. So their children are going to grow up self-soothing. Their children are going to grow up trying to figure it out. He said that I know that there's going to be pain. So for that, hold my crown. Tag me in, coach. Jesus Christ said, I'll trade in my crown for a crown of thorns. And I'm going to take all that pain with me to Calvary. And I'm going to give my life and shed my blood. For the very thing that the enemy tried to, 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 I mean, literally, he was beating me up with that thing. And Jesus Christ, all I can hear was hold my crown. And I can see him like holding, you know, all the angels back in heaven. I got this one. Hold my crown. And he came and he walked this earth and he showed us how it should be done. And for for, for the times when it won't be done how it should be, let me die on the cross so that your sins can be forgiven. So that way that there would be consistent growth. So that way we can tear the veil so that you don't have to go to the priest who needs to be sacrimoniously clean to come to me for you. Um, Which that's kind of impossible because we make mistakes consistently. Um, Back then, if a priest wasn't sacrimoniously clean and he went before God, he died. So imagine giving this priest your your all your your wants and desires and your pain and this man done slipped off and had a drink and you think he's sacrimoniously clean and he goes and steps in front of God and just dies you're like well <laughs> well if it ain't no hope in me sending my word with the priest then where is the hope so he died on the cross to tear the veil so that we can just get a little close to our father God and we can ask for forgiveness I believe that um repentance is a gift I believe that repentance is a gift. Repentance is a gift. Repentance is a gift. God wants every man to come into repentance. That's why he's not slow to, um, he's not slow to fulfill his promises. He just does it right on time because imagine a father giving their child everything that they wanted when they're not ready. That's like giving a drug addict, um, 
the, a, a, a drug addict who's only been in rehab from one day money and they go out and get high and kill themselves. So God doesn't want us to go out and get high on promise if we're not um, ready for the responsibility and the things that come along with it. So anyway, um, all of that was, and, and mind you, like I said, I woke up in a place this morning <clears throat> and I was like, I'm going to church. I'm not going to church. If don't nobody call me to hold me accountable to go to church, I ain't going. And that was the thought that I had. And it, it's just like, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, and I'm, and I'm like, God, you know, even right now while I'm looking, I have a, um, chalkboard wall where I took the chalkboard paint paint and I grew I drew a um, big square and I write on it with chalk my wall says <clears throat> be still and know that I am God I will be exalted among the heaven and the earth the Lord of hosts is with us the God of Jacob is our refuge and then I put a little bit of an asterisk down at the bottom it says rest in knowing that God can will has and he has already done it I say it frequently that the story has already been told. We're just living it out. We're processing through the process, which is also a gift. Um, we make mistakes as humans. One one thing that um, the enemy will never get is the gift of repentance. Or maybe he doesn't want to repent. And that's why it's called rebellion. That's why it's called rebellion. He doesn't want, he wants to be Jesus Christ himself. He wants to be the God of, of God's and he wants to exalt himself above the creator. The creator who created the creation <laughs> cannot be topped. He said that every knee will bow, every tongue shall confess that I am God. But I, I just, I wanted to, um, something that, and, and this is a little bit off topic. So that I, I'm, I'm going to end with that, that. You may feel like you may feel like no one understands. You may feel like no one really knows what you're going through. Nobody feels this. Nobody knows how deep this trauma is. Nobody knows how hard this trigger triggers me. Nobody knows how in the pit of my stomach feels like fire. And that fire stretches all the way down to my toes, through my fingertips, into the top of my head. Nobody knows how hard this is is for me God knows God knows Jesus Christ knows yes he had a good childhood but as a man he grew to serve as a man he grew to set example he he grew to not say, do as I say. He grew to say, do as I do and as I say. He was an example. He walked this earth and he raised the dead and he healed the sick and he made the blind see. He casted out demons. And he even said, God, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, thy will be done. So he showed us what it was like to walk in the midst of adversity. He showed us what it was like to move forward in the midst of pain and fear and anxiety. And he gave himself. He, he allowed himself to be hung on a cross. 
And it says that he gave up the ghost. He didn't die. He didn't get murdered. He will. He they beat him to a point of death. But when it was all said and done, he gave up his spirit. He for a moment was separated from the love of God, which I can only fathom how horrible that felt. And horrible is a minimal word to describe what it's like to be separated from the love of God. And he did what needed to be done to give us the opportunity to say, I'm triggered. To recognize the trigger. To find ways to not let the trigger rule us. He died on the cross to give us ways to learn how to just get better and better generation after generation. He gave us the tool. He gave us this life. This life, this life is a gift. Do you know what a gift it is to choose God because you want to and not because you have to? It's a gift to be given the opportunity to see there's two ways that you can go, baby. Now, I'm telling you that this way is life everlasting life you'll drink from this well you'll never be thirsty again he has everything that we need and then he says you can also make your own choice and go the path that you want I just want you to know that that doesn't end well but I'm giving you enough room and space and love to make your own choices but I I hope I want you to choose me do you know what it's like to have the person that created you? Can you imagine being born and your mother looks at you and she says, I gave birth to you. Please choose me. I carried you for nine months. Baby, don't go out there and get high and get drunk. Stay with me and let me nurture you and teach you. Can you that that's how it that's basically how it is. Um I've created you and I've given you a name and I've given you a purpose and a promise. Come over here. But I love you enough to wait until you come back after you make those foolish choices. It's a gift, this life. This life is a gift. It's a precious gift that we, they say life is too short. I don't, and I'm sorry. Um, like I said, I just wanted to take my time and just talk to you. Um, and I pray that I say something that blesses you. Um, to those that listen, but this life is a gift to be born and, 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 and to be just to be born. Um, and it may not feel like it sometimes. It may not feel like it's a gift, but just imagine that after you have went through your darkest time, when the sun comes out, when someone hugs you and says, I love you, when um, you eat, we, we can even just remove people. Let's remove other people and just talk about us ourselves. When you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you make that good cup of coffee, don't it bless you? When you get your hair just right this morning, don't it bless you? When you get up and you... Put your clothes on and you brush your teeth and you get pretty and you look in the mirror to give yourself one last look. Don't it bless you? You walk out into the world and you say good morning and someone says good morning back. Don't it bless you? 
When you go into the store, your favorite food is buy one, get one free. My God, don't it bless you? <laughs> when that direct deposit hit, don't it bless you? When you recognize that something triggered you, but it didn't trigger you like it used to, don't it bless you? When you realize that I used to get high once upon a time to make this pain go away, but I can deal with it because my God gave me the strength. Don't it bless you? All of that to say that the enemy may want you to feel that no one understands, but our God does. When it's all said and done, he understands. Kim Burrell um, Smokey Norfolk, they have a song called He Understands. And the song says, sometimes I feel like giving up. It seems like my best just ain't good enough. I feel like I've done all that I can do. Please, Lord, give me strength. I'm just trying to make it through. And then she comes in and says, the Lord says one more day, one more step. I'm preparing you for myself. And when you can't hear my voice, please understand I'm the Lord. I see And yes, I understand he had to step back and allow us to make a choice. God, I choose you. In the midst of the depression and the anxiety, I choose you. In the midst of trying to recover from learning bad self-soothing coping mechanisms, God, I choose you. In the midst of the pain and the deceit and walking this earth, God, I choose you because I know that in the end we win. In the beginning, we won. But in the end, when it's all said and done, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. But you're not going to make me do it. I'm going to do it because I want to and I choose to. And I'm going to give you my all. You don't have to make me do it because you set forth. And And you know what it's like to go through pain, hurt, deceit, betrayal. And then once you finally sit in the presence of God, that peace, ooh, it ain't nothing like it. It ain't nothing like being able to look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and not hate you. (laughs) And not hate them for making you want to hate yourself. Oh, it feels so good. My God, if it had not been for the Lord on my side. But anyway, I feel like um, I've been rambling for the last 30 minutes. I pray that I blessed you with something. I pray that um, something was said that would help you understand that even when it feels like no one understands, remember that we have a God that took all of that and wrapped it up on Calvary. And he said, I'm going to die for that. I'm, 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 hey, I'm going to die about you. <laughs> You are simply to die for. He said, I'm going to die for that. Because I want you to understand that you are not bound by anything. I see it. I understand it. Hold my crown. I got this. My turtle doves, y'all say a prayer for me. Um... Because once I'm done with this podcast, I still got like five more hours before I have to get ready for church. And so this is going to be a battle. <laughs> this is going to be a mental battle. We know that we our weapons of this warfare are not carnal. So I'm going to put on my music and I'm going to stay in the spirit. I'm going to stay in this place. So y'all pray for me as I continue to pray for you. And 
Always remember that if you cannot be honest with anyone, be honest with yourself, be honest with God. There is healing in honesty. Huh. There is healing in honesty. Oh my God. There, now, there is healing in honesty. Remember that. Be honest with yourself first. If you can't be honest with God, or be honest with God first and then honest with yourself. But be honest with yourself. I'm not having a good day today. That's my honesty, y'all. I've been working on being honest with myself and God so I can be honest with y'all. So pray for me as I continue to pray for you. I love you. I love you. I love you with all the love that God has put inside of me. And my challenge to you is just to simply walk in knowing that Jesus Christ said, hold my crown. I got this because y'all not about to beat up on my babies, my brothers and sisters, my dad, my father's children. I got this. Hold my crown. Rest in knowing that he understands. Have the most amazing day, my turtle doves. And like I said, I pray that I blessed you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Bye.